Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch and we have the lovely and talented cat that's C-A-T, making something out of nothing. Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. We can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a follow. Our two towns uh, we're shouting out today that we have listeners at are in the United States. One is Hermosa, South Dakota. It was once dubbed the hub of history. It's a gateway to the beautiful Black Hills of South Dakota. 20 miles one way, you go to Custer State Park. 15 miles the other, you go to Mount Rushmore. Our other town we are going to shout out is Fresno, California. It is the heart of the California's most productive agricultural region. Has also has beautiful gardens and parks. Wine? No, more no. like veggies. Anyway, it's a great place to visit there in the Central Valley's largest city. Giving y'all a big round of applause. All right. Alcohol is never in short supply here on the back porch. No, alcohol is one medicine that you don't need a prescription for. Today, I'm doing something I don't normally do. I'm having a Corona. and Well, make that I'm going to have several Coronas. Usually don't have the Corona unless I have sand between my toes, but we haven't been to the beach in a while, so I said, what the hell, let's do it. Cat, what you got? I have me a lovely uh, peppermint white Russian. Just enjoying a little bit left of the holidays here. It's pepperminty. It sounds sweet like you, babe. Thanks, doll. All right, today we're going to search the World Wide Web and see how it's changed our lives for the good and the bad. Let's hit the uh, History with Steve button. Okay, first off, the... uh, the information superhighway officially started on January 1st in 1983. Wow, 41 freaking years ago. Time flies when you're sitting on your ass clicking a mouse. And, and who would have thought, you know, 40 years ago that we would have the world at our fingertips? You want to know how to make a watermelon daiquiri? Click, there it is. You want to know the Dallas Cowboys football schedule? Click. There it is. You want to see two girls touching each other? Oh, no, we're not going to go there. And you um, don't have to print it out either. <laughs> well, you can if you have to. Um, you know, anything and everything you want to know is just a mouse click away. Hell, you don't even have to know how to spell. You know, if you can just get the first three letters out, it usually pops up for you. You can go on the internet and with a couple of clicks, have a fifth of tequila delivered to your front door. I mean, what else could you ask for? Okay. When the coronavirus hit, we found out that most of the world could do their schoolwork or work from home right there on the web in their own house. You know, that that's if you have a good internet connection. And two old guys on the back porch 
We struggled with that for a while, didn't we, Kat? It, 16 years of we, struggling. It was brutal. 16 years of Verizon taking money out of my pocket. I, I'm going to say we didn't even really have internet. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people out there that are still fighting the battle. You know, and we're really, what are we, 15 minutes from civilization here? I mean, I we're mean, in the country, but we're not we, we in the had, foothills of the mountains. We had kids just down the road from here that were sitting out in the parking lot of the school they were supposed to be going to just so they could have the internet. So Moms and minivans. Do their homework. Brutal. You know, anybody remember the dial-up connections? Okay. When we first tapped into the World Wide Web, you could click the mouse and then you could go make a sando or do some laundry. You come back. Maybe <laughs> so, that thing would load. Something might have moved, maybe not. And again, there are people in the world who do not have internet in their home and they're making it just fine. Okay? You can survive without the internet. I know it sounds strange to some of you, but it is true. There are people out there that actually get off their ass and go to the store and get their tequila or whatever they need. There are people out there who actually go to a library I used and to look up that. books and check out books and hold a, a actual book in their hand and read it. There's are people out there still doing it. I used to spend a significant amount of time in my life either in a regular library or a law library. Right. You know, again... I know this is going to really sound like I was riding a dinosaur, but (laughs) it's called encyclopedias. Oh, my God. Okay, we have a set in the house. Just say you want to know something about, I don't know, kangaroos. Grab the book that's got a K on the spine and (laughs) name kangaroos in there. It's it's a trip. I know I'm blowing some of y'all's minds out there. But this is actually how we lived back in the caveman days. Back in my day. I don't know. I mean, there's still people who don't sit there and click a mouse. They go out, plant gardens. They go fishing. They play cards. They go help their grandma. They spend time with their pets. They play board games. They throw horseshoes. They go to the gym. Believe it or not, there's people. There's not many. But there's a few of those people that still exist. I tried to get a game of Clue going for Halloween, and it never happened. Yeah. I mean, there's people that that actually, instead of sitting on their ass all day clicking a mouse, they actually use their brain and their body to do stuff they enjoy. You can survive without the Internet. You know, I actually think people who don't have access to the Internet are probably healthier mentally and physically and that leads us up to the damage that is being done by sitting in front of a computer screen all day and all night you know some people are so addicted they never see the light of day uh what is it the games you can play have stolen hours and hours of people's lives because they can't put it down um here's an addiction that i know about well, actually, I do know about this addiction. It's called gambling. Um, you can gamble all your money away. 
right there in front of your lapper on your phone or whatever. Just clicking what? a button. You don't, you you don't, don't have, have to, to go to the casino. You can you do it. You don't have right to go to FanDuel <laughs> Racing for that? You no, know, no. There's several sites where you can just give all your money away. You don't have to go to the track. You don't have to drive to the Quickie Mart to even play your losing lottery numbers. You can do it right there on your lapper or your phone. Looking for a date? Just click away. Swipey, swipey, now, swipey. I know, I know it's been going on for a long time, the, the online dating thing. Don't really trust that. But Catfish. What happened to the um, farmers.com? Is, is that thing still going? Yep, that's still going. That's what it was called? Now, you know, I know nobody hates commercials more than me, but I did like those commercials for the FarmersOnly.com <laughs> because, I mean, l- let's just say those girls, they weren't exactly top shelf. I mean, they were kind of average looking, you know, jeans and boots. Nothing against jeans and boots, but they were you know, good for that county. You know, I'm not in the market right now, but Thank if God. I was, I might go to farmers, farmers.com, I think, uh, and see what they're offering anyway. You know, give it a go. Um, like I said, the internet dating thing, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just a picture and a profile, it could be a bunch of lies. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, a lot of Ni- Nigerians trying to steal your money. Yeah. A lot of Jamaicans trying to tell you you're going to win the lottery. Don't trust it. You know, so many people, they spend so much time on the internet. that they're, they're kind of isolating themselves from any face-to-face interactions. Right. People's social skills, are they're already declining. I mean, in another 20 years, we won't even know how to talk to each other. I mean, hell... Big businesses operate each day with big money being transferred here and there with no contact, you know, verbal, nothing. It's all email, texty, whatever. I mean, have you tried to call your bank or DMV or any of that shit lately? The store? You know, the first thing on the message service says, you can go to our website. We don't want to talk to you right now. Just go to WW, whatever it is, and good luck. You know, and beyond the uh, mental effects of spending so much time on the web are the physical problems that are created by the uh, WWW. To me, probably the number one problem is just sitting there continuously, no physical activity, you're going to start putting on some LBs, okay? And it can't be good for your eyes. No, it's got to be horrible. Just staring at the screen. I know I, uh, I don't know, a year or two ago moved into an office job, and my eyes took an ass whipping when I got in there. I mean, I was, I would have to stop every once in a while and just go take a walk around the block just to get my shit together. I mean, I had to train my eyes. Really, I did. I mean, I didn't know. I would come home tired from sitting on my ass looking at a screen all day. I'm like, I didn't. I'd rather dig a ditch. My mate behind me is Action Jackson. He's not really good at sitting still for that long. So I don't know. The other thing said, what's the hand thing where your hand is? Yeah, that's that's an issue. Oh yeah. Um, it's like when a nerve Killed in your hand, a data processor. like the nerve comes compressed, causes like numbness, 
tingling in your hand. It, it, a lot of people have had it. Um, you know, if you're at the keypad or hugging that mouse all day, you have to have a, a greater chance of getting carpal tunnel. Another problem is like slumping over, right, in front of the screen all day, well, poor the, postures coming, neck pain. Well, the phone is even worse because it's all, all the way down like this. I know, I know. I notice sometimes if I'm looking at my phone too much and I raise up my neck, it's like, uh, dude, you need to straighten up. You know, look at these physical and mental issues. They can happen with spending most of your time in front of the computer. And it's happening. And it's happening so gradual that you, you don't even know it's happening to you. Simple solution. Look, step away from the thing, okay? Go walk the dog. Take your girl to lunch. Go find somebody to play pickleball with. Oh, shit, I said pickleball. Go hit some golf balls. I don't give a damn. Just get, get away from the screen, you know? And, of course, a lot of people, when they step away from the PC or lapper, what do they do? They go straight to the, the phone. phone. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the phone. Let me see who texted me. Let's play Candy Crush or Angry Birds or something. Here we go again. Look, just put it down. Turn it off. Give your eyes a break. Give your brain a break. Okay. I, I'm no life coach. I could probably be one though. Um, I'm available if you want one. And uh, just remember this little thing: outside is better than inside. All right, let's roll right into one tough, awesome lady. Ooh, it's Jane Austen. A-U-S-T-E-N. Right. Born in 1775 from Hampshire, England. Known for her, for her six novels, right? The first three, Sense and Sensibility. Right. Pride and Prejudice and Mansfield Park. Right. And they were all released anonymously because during that time, women's roles was like, uh, sorry for the bad English, a woman's role was like wife, mother, right? right. You That's, go it. And, That's it. Maybe you know, a seamstress down the road, maybe a servant. That's about it. Right. So her name never, name never appeared on her books. And she really wasn't hailed as a great novelist at her time, of her time. Um, received very few re- reviews of her work, had humble earnings right. for all her hard work. Uh, Jane Austen's plots were mostly centered around women's dependence on marriage right. to secure their like social status or, or wealth. She was great at using humor and irony in mm-hmm. her writing. Um Unfortunately, Jane Austen, she only lived to be 41. She had, um, I believe it was Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a horrible, horrible form of cancer. Um, I'm sure most of you know her novels inspired many films. Uh, Love and Friendship, Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, they were all movies. You got anything to add, Kat? I'm just rambling. Um. This is probably one of my favorite authors. Um, I, as we've talked about on the podcast, I have insomnia. And I usually listen to something to go to sleep. And usually, um, my two favorite novels I listen to that are hers. One is Pride and Prejudice. The other one, my absolute favorite always is Persuasion. 
it was probably her best emotional novel. Um, she's just a great writer because you know she really puts you in the place of what life was like, and and I'm and I can't be the only one that thinks this. Her works were available in forty languages. Um, when she died, her sister um, burned all of the correspondence, and people mm. are really upset about that and what's coming out. Why today? I don't know. That's a good question. There's a new thing coming out called uh, Miss Austin. It's about Cassandra Austin, not Jane, and why she burned these letters. It's mm. coming out on PBS. the The, the mystery will be the solved. The mystery is you're going to try and solve. Anyway, I think she's a wonderful writer. She really puts you in the place of women trying to deal with marriage and. And you know, wanting to do their own thing, but right. kind of trapped in this, right? Yeah, and she never married, she did have one bow that one day mm-hmm. she's told him yes, and the next day she said no. <laughs> and you know, there certain she tried, certain you know, some of her quotes from uh, Persuasion I hate to tell you that all about women, but they are fine ladies. Instead of rational creatures, none of us want to be calm waters all our lives. In other words, mm-hmm. not to be an interesting person, just sit there and do embroidery next door. <laughs> uh, and another one is one man's ways may be as good as another's, but we all like to be our own best. Yeah, she has been recognized in England. Her work has not been forgotten. Um, neither is she. She's on the 10 spot. She's right. on the uh, $10 bill in England. They. He did a stamp series. Um, there's a statue uh, in her hometown. Look, J- Jane Austen, she changed the course of English literature with her social commentary. And she did most of her writing at Edwards Cottage and, and Chawton. And, that was most of the, and now that's a museum there. And that makes Jane Austen one tough, awesome lady. All right, I think we watched something. Yes, we did. And um, this, I have always been a fan of Fargo. I've always been a fan of the Coen brothers. And they love Fargo. And they've had these little, I would call them little mini series named after Fargo, basically tales from the Midwest that's been on FX the past few years. And they've done a final fifth season, their final one. Uh, of course, Noah Hawley's the one writing and uh, directing with, of course, the Coen brothers' guidance and blessing. Um, this new one is set in, some of the others were back in time, but this one is set in 2019. You've got Dot, who's uh, Jillian Temple, is a modest housewife whose particular past begins to unravel. And it, at the beginning, it looks like the movie where she's getting kidnapped mm-hmm. and taken away. Right. But this little gal ain't your Don't usual. Don't take it. Yeah. It's not the usual victim. She's mm. escaped another situation, which you find out later, later with the North Dakota Sheriff Roy Tillman, who's played wonderfully by um, John Hamm. Other notable people in this is um, Jennifer Jason Lee plays her mother-in-law. Love her. It's really good so far. I've only watched two episodes. I'm gonna I'm gonna take your word for it. But and there's you know, ladies, I know you everybody loves, you know, John Hamm and it's a really wonderful gratuitous spot of him 
bare butt getting out of a hot tub. <laughs> we got to the, see John's it's ass. Not the, it's not the same butt we saw. And he's starting uh, to get older. Mad Men, but it's a pretty good butt. It's starting to slouch. Anyway, <laughs> if nothing else, watch the first two episodes. I'm scared so to watch that. it because I love the movie Fargo. <laughs> I've watched that bitch like a hundred times. I remember the first house. You were sitting there watching it, and me and a friend of mine, Joe, Joe Abel, I love you. Uh, we came back from something, and we might have had a buzz or two. I don't know. And we sat down, and we're like, what is this shit? What are you watching? And the next day, we were just mesmerized. We're like, this is the greatest movie ever. <laughs> so I don't know. If you're saying it's good, give it a go. What's anyway, it on? Check, check it out on FX, or you can also watch it on Hulu. All right. Let's do a shot. Oh, God. Shot of the week, people. Write it down. It's the Fuzzy Jaeger Cranberry Shooter. You know, there's quite a few shots made with Jaeger, but this one might taste a little better. We're going to find out in a minute. You know, <laughs> Jägermeister in Germany is very popular among the blue-collar workers and the blue hairs. Um, here in the States, Jägermeister is very popular with Frat people boys. with uh, bad taste. So here we go. <laughs> this one's a shooter. Thanks for interrupting my one-liner. And let's see. It's very easy in your shaker filled with ice. Shot of Jägermeister. Shot of peach schnapps. Two shots of cranberry juice. It's that easy. Shake the shit out of it, and bam, you have the fuzzy Jäger cranberry shot. Cats made us one. Let's give it a go. It looks freaking good. And she's filled this baby all the way. Do we have to fill the shot glass all the well, way to the brim? It comes out of the shaker like that. We'll do three. In case it sucks. That's not bad. That's doable. Ah. I think, I'm, I've said it before. Any shot that's got peach schnapps in it, that bitch is going to go down whether you want it or not. All right. This week, we were bumpered in with a cat named Arlo McKinley, 47 years old, from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio. wonder if he knows the Afghan wigs and maybe the national from around there. Arlo McKinley released his first album in 2014, put out his second album six years later, recorded at the Sam Phillips Recording Studio. He had some heavy hitters on board. Um, dude from Wilco, the drummer, uh, this guy, Rick Steff has played keyboards for everybody. Reba Russell played on some Johnny Cash tunes. Arlo McKinley has gotten people's attention. He shared the stage with Justin Towns, Earl, Miss You Justin, Jamie Johnson, Jason Isbell. I hear a little Jason Isbell in him and Tyler Childers also, um, dude's got some great songs, Pass Us By. Suicidal Saturday Night, Gone for Good. Today we were bumpered in with a kick-ass song called Die Midwestern. And um, he took a little mental health break back in July. But tonight, he's at his first show back and uh, ready to rock there in Huntington, West Virginia. Bring it, Arlo. I love it. Uh, He's got fiddle, honky-tonk piano. It's all in there. You know, really can't pin him down. Which is a good thing. Like I said, I hear a little Chris Knight, little Jason Isbell. Uh, but really, Arlo is Arlo doing his thing, and I dig it. So check out Arlo McKinley wherever you get your music. I want to thank everybody for hanging out on the back porch. We'll see you all down the road. See ya. 
Demarão. 